Welcome to New Destiny Christian Center's Message of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Teresa Verdecchio. If you want to find more information about our ministry, please visit us online at www.NewDestinyChristianCenter.com. See, there is a real aspect in the kingdom of God to war- in, in warfare. Job twenty two twenty eight says, You will declare a thing and it will be established for you. So light will shine on your ways. The thing that's powerful about this, your mouth is so powerful, anything you declare, you establish. Anything, for good or for evil. Proverbs 18, 21, for death and life are in the power of the tongue. He who loves it will eat its fruit. That's why you should be careful what you say over one another in your house and behind closed doors. Be careful what you say about yourself. Because there's something very real in the kingdom. Because the word says you will declare a thing and it will be established for you. So light will shine on your ways. I like the way that King James has said that you will uh, declare and decree a thing and it shall be established. What you declare, what you decree, because your mouth releases the authority of God in the earth. That's why it's so important to understand what the word says and to prophesy it and to say it and to speak it. Because whatever you say is declared and decreed and it is established. Have you ever said things over your own life you got to go back and tear down? That's fun. I don't get it. It's like it sure does go up really fast, but it it, it takes something to, to bring it down. See, faith has a violent expression. Literally, you go in and you rip out of the hands of the enemy and you take it by force. And when he knows that you know your identity, he knows that he can't talk you out of your authority and you push him back and you keep pushing him back and you push him back. See, every day you don't give up ground. It's a day of victory. I may not have went forward, but I didn't give up any ground. And systematically, line upon line, precept upon precept, you keep going. You keep pushing him back, pushing him back, pushing him back. He eventually moves all the way back and you are influencing that sphere in that realm that he once had authority you said no there is a new place for the kingdom to be established simply because I stand I declare I decree you cannot have this space you cannot have this place the kingdom comes the kingdom comes there is a violence a violent faith that has an expression See, as a child, you simply sit and receive and humbly and thankfully accept what is given you by the hand of providence. If you're not thankful for what he's given you, never be guilty of complaining, but, but always be thankful for what you're receiving. I thank God for things like clean water. I've been to places in the earth where you can't drink the water and you're thirsty and you're like, oh God, please provide some clean water. Provide clean water. Thank him for clean water. There's people that can't drink their water. Thank him for the little things. Thank him for the shelter. Thank him for your food. Thank him for your health. Thank him for the people in your house. Thank him for everything. And it pushes out the grumbling, complaining, murmuring thing. That's a child that does that. See, this is a place of great peace and abiding. It's a place of rest rooted in security and identity. When you know who you are with the Father. So as a child, you simply sit. And we understand this out of John 15, abiding in me. It's a wonderful chapter I encourage you to read. This also gives you the confidence when you're sitting with him and he identifies you and he tells you who you are. You're no longer identified by what people say about you. 
People call me names. I crack up. I used to call myself worse names than that. (laughs) You can't label me. I've been labeled with the word. It's imprinted on the inside. See, this gives you the confidence to step over and to violently seize the kingdom by force. There is a spiritual warfare element, whether you like it or not. The wisdom is to know when to rest and know when to fight because you even fight from a place of rest. Come unto me, all ye that are, that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Jesus said that in Matthew eleven twenty three. But this kingdom that we have as we enter it from a place of rest or from a place of authority, identity and authority, Isaiah 9, 7 says, of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. It's an ever-increasing kingdom, amen? On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. We know that Exodus 15.30 says that the Lord is a warrior. His name is the Lord. Another translation says that the Lord is a man of war. And yet the kingdom, though it is violent, it also has the same expression of, of, in Romans 14, 17, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. So the kingdom is both violent and yet a place of, of abiding. Why is it violent? If you look at what Isaiah said, he said that the increase of the government, it will be peace that will know no end. There will be a government that is ever increasing, a government of justice and a government of righteousness. If you tuned in and you saw the, the women's march that took place in D.C., where they're, they're pushing an agenda of abortion and all kinds of sexual perversion, and they're saying this is what women are and this is our voice and we hate this and we hate that. No, that's why I posted everywhere because I'm declaring and decreeing a thing. No, you do not speak for me. That is not my voice. I will not side with perversion. I will not side with wickedness. I will not side with an antichrist spirit in a post-Christian age. I will not do it, but I will stand and I will not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. If he called it sin in the Bible, it is still sin in 2020. doesn't matter what you shout. It doesn't matter what you say. We are supposed to stand up and stand for righteousness and say, no, you do not speak for me. That is not my voice. It is a kingdom of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Cannot slaughter babies at the rate every day that we do through the horrible sin of abortion and think that our nation will not be judged. If you had an abortion in this place, there is healing and there is freedom. But I would say you must still repent of it and get healing and get help in Jesus' name. I'm not against anyone in any lifestyle that is involved in perversion and sexual immorality, whether it's homosexual, whether it's a, a lesbianism, whether it's adultery, whether it's fornication, all sexual immorality. Immorality is wrong and it is condemned in the word of God. There is no such thing as a believer that can fornicate. And I, and I hear this from people and they come into my office. Well, I'm saved, but I fornicate. I'm like, can you help me with something? How, how, would you just tell me how, how did you work it out with God? How did you get the exception in the past from first Corinthians six, where he says, don't be deceived. Don't let anyone deceive you. 
What about Galatians 5? What about where it specifically says, no fornicator shall enter the kingdom of heaven? I will not as a pastor and as a preacher and as somebody that wants to see souls saved. I am not here to build a church. If you don't like my message, it's not my message. You have a problem with God. But what I'm here to tell you is the world is lying to you. This greasy grace doctrine that tells you you can go and you can sleep around and you can be sexually immoral and you can say, well, I'm a believer. No, 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 no. Even the demons believe and tremble. I'm telling you, we need a revival of repentance in this nation, but it starts with the church house. It starts with the church getting free of their sexual immorality, buying sex, whether it's online or on the streets, and the pedophilia and all the perversion that is going on, and all this gender confusion and gender identity. I'm telling you, it's a twisting of the truth to deceive even the very saints of God. And before you say, Pastor Teresa, you're unloving, I will never agree with a lifestyle that will damn you to hell. I will preach the truth of the gospel because Jesus Christ can get people out of sexual perversion, addiction of every kind, pedophilia, pornography. He alone can set free by his blood. He can wash the filthy stain of sin. See, I can preach over here. This is the violent side of the kingdom. I can tell you over here. You can sit there with those wounds where you were raped and where you were broken and where you were messed up and the devil began to tell you, you're not really a girl, you're a boy. You can sit with the Father and he can heal your sexual identity. He can heal the brokenness on the inside of you. He can heal that thing in you that you don't think you're worth anything, but somebody using your body for their own sin and their own gratification. I'm telling you, there's a place of healing in the Father. There's a place of freedom. There is a place where brokenness is mended. There is a place of absolute freedom in the name of Jesus. And he Healing that flows. So before you tell me I'm a hate preacher, I'm telling you I think it's hateful to leave you in hell because somebody's afraid to offend your ideology that is anti-Christ and anti-word of God. I'm telling you, come to Jesus. I don't care what your sin is. The blood of Jesus, the price he paid on that cross will wash you, will redeem you, will heal you, and will set you free. Why do you think they're after the youth? Why do you think they're after the young people? Why do you think they're after the preschoolers and the kindergartners? Because this ship already sailed. They're not going to convince me. I've already sold out. For God I live and for God I die. I'll go all the way. And my last words will be Jesus Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords. Repent and be born again. For there's only one name by which a man can be saved. And that is the Lord Jesus Christ. They're not getting me. But they're going to get the youth if preachers don't stand up and shed their chicken feathers and start preaching the gospel, the true gospel, that it is a narrow way. It is a way that is hard and difficult. It is a way where you must repent of your sin, where the fear of God must enter you. God is a holy God, holy, holy, holy. He doesn't play church, and he doesn't wink at any of us because he thinks we're cute. My God, what would happen in America if the church would get saved? Oh, just come to my church. It's okay. We'll make an exception for you. Who am I to make an exception for anyone? We must all come the same way. At Calvary's cross, we bow. We're preaching such a weak gospel. People get saved and make a confession of Christ, and then they stay broken. They never rise to victory. They never overcome in the kingdom, and they never take ground. They don't even, can't even come over here and violently assault the devil because they have too many open doors where they entertain the devil, and the devil eats their lunch. Sends them off, crying and packing. 
When I was born again, I was born again. My family was saved in the Jesus People Movement in the 70s that hit the whole West Coast and that actually hit the nation. All you have to do is go and research it. It'll come up everywhere, how Jesus came into that culture and saved and redeemed. I sat there as a little girl, and I would see hippies come in, lost their minds because of acid. They were messed up. They're free love, drugs, sex, and rock and roll. And I would see them come to an altar. They would repent, and they would get Jesus, and they would be radically born again. They got converted and then they changed and many of them will get up and go and preach the gospel I didn't grow up with this are they saved or are they not saved it confused me when in my late teens and my 20s I began to see walking around bound broken and addicted where is the power of Jesus where is the power of the gospel that saves and heals and delivers why do we tell people here's a little fire insurance here's a little Jesus save you prayer but we don't teach them about their authority to drive the devil out of their life to drive them out of their house why don't we preach once you get rid of your porn and your R and x-rated movies and all your DVDs and your secular music and your Harry Potter books and all your witchcraft that you think's innocent that's still in the mind of your kids through witchcraft why don't we come out here? We got five acres. We'll make a big fire pit. We'll burn that stuff, and you will hear demons leave. And yet you walk by and you dust it on your own shelves. Just do what's right. God will never bless what's wrong. He can't. He will stay true to his own word. Church throughout the ages has grown from persecution. The blood of martyrs has been poured out as men and women sacrificed it all for the gospel. And yet in America, what they're calling the post-Christian age, you have Gen Z that they claim to be more atheistic than anyone before them. And they say it's because they were presented and grew up with a watered-down gospel that was weak. That there's no, no price with the gospel. There's no longer this prestige that I can give my whole life. It's not worth a price. It's not giving everything. It's just a cute little religious experience. Go to church to ease your conscience. That is not what the gospel is. The gospel is a life-wrecking, life-changing, life altering intersection with your sin and the blood and the cross and the grace of God to where you give everything you are for that the rest of your life whatever he pinned your days to be why would any young person give anything up with what has been presented to them you can do anything you want and live any way you want just throw Jesus in there no it doesn't work that way that is a lie new American standard says in 2 Timothy 2.3, suffer hardship with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Some of you are thinking. Thank you for listening to this message by Pastor Teresa Verdecchio of New Destiny Christian Center. If you'd like to learn more about our ministry, please visit us online at www.newdestinychristiancenter.com.